Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, what are you thankful for? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful I'm still around and the ticker is still ticking. Yeah, your heart, your heart rhythm. Yeah, we'll go with that. Do you have an Apple Watch? I do not. I think the new one... Can detect AFib? I know that uh, a couple people have brought it up that maybe I should get the Apple Watch because it, it can sense. I've heard stories of people being told to go see a doctor from because of some random data that their Apple Watch picked up on, and and AFib is probably one of them. There's also this thing called Cardia. Have you ever heard of Cardia? No. It's K A R D I A, huh. um, and you can get it on Amazon. It's like eighty bucks. Okay. And uh, it's, um, I don't know, about the size of a flash drive, maybe. All and right. you put your, you put two fingers on it, one, one finger from each hand or a thumb or something like that. Um, and it pairs with your iPhone, it's Bluetooth, and it, it will um, basically give you a EKG. Um, I've got a couple little apps similar to that. Yeah. So, and- so but it, like, where is it reading it from, though? Uh, I put my finger over the camera and the the light, the flash, and it illuminates my finger and no shit, through. really. Yeah, I I get a notification every night at eight o'clock to check it to do it. You yeah. should look at this cardia thing. This cardia thing seems like it might be something that that might be your jam. So yeah, I'll I'll check that out. Just welcome to fucking old man corner. I know, no kidding. <laughs> How's your bursitis? <laughs> um. Well, you got you got healthy kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as far as I'm, I'm aware, you've got a brother who's only has mild mental defectiveness. Yeah, he's still a dick. So we we don't <laughs> talk about him. You've got Russell Wilson, and we got a MVP p- potential quarterback. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thankful that like your team will be relevant for the next yeah. eight or nine years, Something which is like nice. That. Yeah, it'd be nice to get the Sonics back, but uh, short of that. I think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, 2025 is what I hear. Yeah. I, I don't know why Bezos doesn't just like buy <laughs> okay. at, like the Memphis Grizzlies or something and move them there. You know, like he could literally just pay cash for him. I don't understand. Like, I know. I let the Grizzlies get a third city. Um, what else are you thankful for? Anything? Uh, I could probably come up with a list, but uh, yeah. I'm drawing a blank right now. What are you? Yeah. What are you thankful for? Um, geez, it's been a tough week, man. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm having trouble coming up with other yeah. things to be grateful for. <laughs> I am, um, I don't know. I'm thankful that I've gotten to live out some of my dreams and okay, to the point at which I've had this. I don't know, I don't want to say it's like a what, what did Jimmy Carter say? Crisis of conscience was or. Uh, Crisis okay. of confidence wasn't that his deal? Sure, I'll go with I, that. I think he had he had a deal where he did a um, an address from the White House where he said America had a crisis of confidence. Um, no, it's more like a, a existential sort of feeling of I like I set all these goals and I wanted to do these things and like uh-huh. you know become a, a key opinion leader and do mm-hmm. some lecturing and and kind of be thought of in the industry a certain way. Uh-huh. Um, and then I never thought about, oh, and then like, oh, all right, I want to get my MHED and I want to do this. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, there was never any thought about like what came after that. Um, right. and so I, I've been struggling with that. Um, okay. I've been struggling with it for, for a couple of years or for at least a year, a uh, year okay. and a half, something like that. So I, I, at some point I need to sort of re-sit down with some ideas and some goals and uh-huh. f- figure out what's next. But I'm thankful that that's like, that's a cool problem to have. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, <laughs> other people, lesser people. Uh, 
it's all just luck. <laughs> it really is. It's just being, it's like knowing the right people being in the right place at the wrong or at the right time. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, hand me a microphone and I'm okay. Like that's, that's kind of what it, what it boils down to. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think it's any particular skill or anything. I think it's, it's way more luck mm-hmm. than anything. Um, yeah. So that's been something that's kind of needling at, been needling at me. I, I sort of always thought, I remember after, um, didn't splice Serona world in 17. Like I, I literally remember the thought of stepping off that stage and being like, well, that's probably the best thing that I'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. And try topping and, that. Right. And then, so I really thought for a long time, I was like, that, that's just never going to happen. Like uh-huh. it kind of sucks that I wrote the best thing I ever wrote early and we'll just kind of, yeah, always, that's just always how it's going to be. But then, then Champion came along and, and I feel like that's the best thing I ever wrote. You know what I mean? So it's uh-huh. like, I'm I'm thankful that that the last year has given it has, has, has bore the, those fruits, yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm I'm thankful for Andrea and um for for the boys, for the yeah. Doodle Boys. Um, thankful my mom's still around and I get to go see her. Um, I'll be it. Yeah, it's it's pretty restricted. I have to get tested monthly. Okay. And I can have to make an appointment and I can only go for two hours at a time. And I can only go one day a week for two hours. Um, so it's pretty limited, um, but I can still get in and go see her. So that's, yeah. that's good. I can't, you know, I can't complain uh, too much about that compared to like being locked out. Like we were for yeah shit. Um, Quite a while. Six and a half months, seven months, somewhere in there. So yeah, can't can't complain too much about that. So all in all, things could be way worse. I'm trying to think if I even if I know anybody that's died of COVID. Um, I know a friend of a friend kind of thing, but no. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of. I, I I don't necessarily know of anybody directly that I know that mm-hmm. has that has died of of COVID. So um, that's something to be thankful for, you know. I yeah. think, and and it's kind of a weird thing to say it, but this year it's kind of like, you know, you find the, yeah. <laughs> the silver linings, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. I'm looking forward to the year being done. Yeah. Although I've, I, you know, I'm, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm sure as we get closer to the new year, but yeah, I don't like just cause the calendar fucking rolls over from 2020 to 2021. I just, I don't know. think it's going to mean a lot until we get 2021 get. new year, new me. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think Rona's going to, going to, going to come out, come out like that. So yeah. I just feel like 20, we're going to be like the first half of 2021 is going to be more of this shit, you know? Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think there'll be a vaccine or whatever, but we're still going to be looking at numbers all the time and we're still going to be, you know, probably limiting what can be done. And, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to go to Seahawks game, you know, until yeah. maybe next season, you know, like, right. Uh, it just, you know, like all that stuff, you know, I, I, I don't know if we'll have any dental meetings until June, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 missed I, just, that. I do miss that. Yeah. So I, I just think like everyone sort of seems to think like, oh, all we got to do is just get to Jan 1, 2021. Yeah. And like, I don't, I think it's going to go on a little bit longer than that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, but you know, Hey, again, we could be dead, you know, yeah. you could, you could be, uh, you could be in a coma after your, your cardio version. You know, you could be, it's true. You could be, uh, you could have stroked out, you know, and, and uh-huh. have we, I could be talking to Clint right now as he feeds you applesauce. That would <laughs> wouldn't that suck? The bib on, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's just a weird. It's a weird year, you know. It's a weird. I'm assuming you're not going to get to see your parents on Thanksgiving. It doesn't sound like it. I got a text from him just uh, yesterday, yeah. bowing out. So it's going to be a weird Thanksgiving. Normally, we have like 30 people over. We yeah. borrow tables and chairs to to house everybody. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've trying to see the sunny side of things. It's been a rough week. So that's, yeah. that's been difficult. Um, I, um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish first off before we go any further? Holly discovered a, a crock pot, uh, way of doing a ham with, uh, Jack Daniels and honey and some brown sugar or something. It was the most amazing ham I'd ever had. It's really? found did like two years ago. And, and it, it, everybody that had some said, what, Oh my God, what did you do? Do it again. And so it's become a tradition. Well, only been a few years, but I, I got to tell you I'm out on ham. Oh yeah. 
Accessory meat. It's an accessory meat only. I don't normally love ham. Yeah. This was good. This just, was all right. Well, yeah. maybe maybe that's the deal. I I'm I'm assuming it's just poor poor Jack Daniels on anything and Lance is gonna like it a little bit better. There's 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 something to be said about that. <laughs> I remember going to a TGA Fridays and they had some chicken wings with Jack yeah. Daniel glaze and uh you were I, down every time. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with dressing, but but dressing is one of those things that's like specifically mm-hmm. whatever family recipe it is, right? It's like okay. I've had dressing that I don't love that's other people's, but I like my grandmother's dressing is like that's what I when I imagine dressing. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. So okay. just whatever family recipe of dressing applies to you in, in whatever that thought conjures for you, that's my to me, that's the quintessential essential thanksgiving dish turkey right. you know it's great i love it like i've got a uh, a, a couple of breasts in the sous vide right now giggity mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's it's the the dressing is what is what makes it it's like yeah um it's the um it's the gary payton like sean kemp may have been the better player but gary payton's sort of the one that held everything together absolutely that's yeah. like to me the dressing like holds the meal together it's it's okay. the utility guy it's the glue guy so to speak. So I'm, uh-huh. I'll ride or die with dressing. And so when when okay. I say that, I just mean whatever your family's version of that is. Okay. You guys put Skittles in yours, right? Every time. Yeah. Sour Skittles are just like the red pouch. The new tropical blend. Oh, nice. Good yeah. Point. Get Skittles some coconut in there. Like guava. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> I did. I did some stupid. I don't. Not stupid shit. I did. Um, Part for the course. I did. I, I did something that. Currently, I'm regretting, but I I don't think I will long term. All right. I switched our software in the office, like our practice management software. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I Wow. I'm I'm fearful of what it would do to my everything. Yeah, it's been a mess. Uh, it's been oh. a huge mess. Um, I switched from Mac practice. Okay. To open dental. And I've heard I just, great things of open dental. Yeah, it's just the it's converting okay. from any anything converting from anything to anything sucks. Uh-huh. It just is a lot. And so what prompted you to do this? You want to be you you want total transparency, one hundred percent honesty? Yeah. Yappy. Okay. I wanted I, I just looked at the way that Mac practice handled all of that stuff, all of like the paperless stuff. Uh-huh. There's just no, everything is the options are like there is, is print a print a piece of paper and then scan it. Right. Like that's, that's sort of their just go-to answer for everything. So it's okay. like, um, COVID questionnaire that you can text patients and have them fill out just goes direct to software. Like they'll just like, no, 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 not happening. We're not interested in developing that. Not, not any part of it. Consent forms. Like, oh yeah, sure. Just have patients sign whatever paper consent form and scan it in their chart. And next thing you know, like after doing that shit for 10 years, my backup volume because of all of those scanned images and x-rays and okay. all, like all of that digital footprint was up yeah. to about like 60 gigabytes. And so it would take 14 hours to back up. Uh-huh. And so it's just like, it's super unwieldy. So it just, like the database just got too big. And the problem with it is, is that they never ever put any thought into how things back up. So every time you back up, it backs up again, the same new patient paperwork that the very first patient filled out. Why are okay. you backing that up every night? Yeah. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed in 10 years. Uh-huh. Like it just, you just need the new shit right? Like Mm -hmm. there has to be some way to figure out how to only back up the stuff that's changed because then you get with a a backup volume that's in the tens of gigabytes in size and takes hours and hours and bogs down the server to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that those are the couple of things like, and and just quite honestly, like the CEO of Mac practice is just a massive pain in the ass. And he, he insists that like Mac practice has this suite of things that go with it. And he insists that they're all best of class, but they are all straight fucking garbage. Like <laughs> when they added, when they added like text message notifications or whatever, and like uh-huh. confirmations, whatever, nine years ago, 
they they did this company called Auto Remind, and it sucked. It was terrible. It was like such a baseline pared down. It didn't. It did very few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just insisted that it was the best. And I'm like, bro, there's like 17 other companies that do it better than you guys do. That do it better than Auto Remind, and just everything is like that. And so I, the very first time I reached out to to our queen Gina. Um, like four or five years ago, I was like, do you guys integrate with Mac practice? Like she just laughed and she's like, no, like Mark just won't, won't do it. And so oh. that's the reason, like that ultimately became the reason is paying all this money a year mm-hmm. for a software that was becoming more and more bloated and didn't do what I wanted it to do. So it was like, all right, fuck it. Like we're going to pull this bandaid off. We're going to do this. Um, and I'm also just tired of shit, not working with my software. Like yeah. it just c- totally limits me. I would have all these companies that had these cool things uh-huh. um, that I wouldn't be able to review because it didn't work with my software. And then, and then I would like, I would point them to Mark Hollis and I would like make the introduction with Mark over email. And they would just mm-hmm. email me later. It's like, boy, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure is. Uh-huh. Sure is. So we just did it and um, it's going to suck. Um, it's going to suck immediately. Like this, the, you know, the first like pulling the bandit off has sucked. Just yeah. getting like the x-ray stuff to work and all like that's just been kind of a bear. Plus, like we all we're all Mac, so we're running parallels on everything. Uh-huh. So it's just an extra little layer. Um so now like it seems like all of that stuff's kind of kind of in and done. We had our first party Yappy training today, and I already am in love with it. And like we've only like looked at like a third of what it can do. Oh. Um so I'm down with that. Um everything's been good there. Um, it, it's so, but now it's just like, we're kind of paralleled on two systems. Like there's some things that didn't port over. And so like my x-rays didn't port over. So if it's an x-ray that's, <laughs> that we took, if I need to look at an x-ray that we took earlier than Monday, I have to like open up Mac practice to look at it. And like our, our, uh, accounts receivable didn't port over. So any claim that was started in Mac practice has to be finished out in Mac practice. So we're going to be like, uh, For the next six months to a year, we're going to be like in and out of Mac practice. We're going to be kind of dual, dual, you know, the, like there's going to be stuff we're going to have to look at Mac practice after like six months or so. It's going to start getting way better. It's the amount of stuff I have to go to Mac practice where it's going to dwindle down to very little. Um, and then at that point, I think things are going to be fine. Yeah. I, I can already tell you like, like open dental is just a much better laid out software and it's, it's designed for dentistry, which Mac practice was not, it was designed oh. for medicine. Okay. Um, and they just sort of shoehorn dentistry. Like there's no way to manage lab cases in Mac practice, which is dumb. Like their idea of a lab case is like sending blood work. So like when you go in to like set up lab or whatever, uh-huh. it's like blood work, like chem uh, CBC and chem twenties and all like, it, no, wow. like, that's not what we need. And like, you'd call Mac practice and they'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like no interest in adding a module or like, it's just, yeah. Just dog shit, man. Just straight okay. dog shit. So right. um, it's something I should have done a long time ago, but didn't because I knew it was going to hurt, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. But the longer you wait, the more it hurts. And so yeah. I finally just said, fuck it. And uh, and did that. So we converted on a Friday. We had our open dental. We converted Thursday night overnight, actually. We had our open dental training on Friday. Um, and then Monday, I just knew. I just knew all weekend. I was just dreading Monday because I just knew it was going to be a shit show. Um, and of course, like fucking nothing worked, <laughs> nothing worked. So yeah. it's been all right. I mean, we're, we're getting prophecy. It ends up being bias. a good week to do it because it's like, it's only three day week, you know, or two and a half day. Yeah. Week. So it yeah. like, it's, it was a terrible week, but there's, it, 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 it was also a good week and yeah. there isn't a good week. You know what I mean? Like it, it's going to hurt. Right. So just do it. So I was dealing with that yesterday. And then I grew the biggest fucking zit I've ever had in my life underneath my chin. You can't see it because it's covered by my beard. Yeah. Uh, but it was so big yesterday that it was visibly swollen. And I actually like thought that maybe I had an abscess in one of these teeth and that it was like a drained oh. fistula from like under the inferior border of the mandible. Oh, wow. So I like, literally w- went and got cold spray and like cold tested like, like 26, 27, 28, 29 <laughs> okay. to make sure they were all vital. Um, because it was such a big, like, like zit. And finally, at some point I, I was able to like get a hold of it. And I swear I'd milked that bad boy. And it was like just straight oil. Like it was just oil in there. It was so gross. Should have videotaped it and send it to I, Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, it was, it was like, it was, then it was, I looked at my mask 
and it was like you know the mask kind of runs right here yeah and it was just like <laughs> the mask was just filled oh like, god it was it had just wicked all this oil away from it so it's feeling better today uh, but yesterday I was like, shit, dude, there's something like, I don't know what is wrong. Is this a lymph node? Do I have Rona? What is happening? Um, and then last night Graham got hurt. Um, so it's just been like one, it's a one fucking thing after another. So uh. Graham and fig were horse playing and they like, I was actually walking in the backyard and they were like wrestling Okay, and they rolled up on me, you know, like a, like a, uh, offensive lineman will get rolled up on by another player, right? Where they right. kind of like roll up on their back leg and it kind of, uh-huh. it usually will uh, like high ankle sprain yeah. or tear a knee. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself like, wow, that was that I could actually like, really get hurt with that. Yeah. And then I looked up and Graham is like, won't put any pressure on his foot. So yeah. I had to take him to the vet today and fig has never been alone ever. He's been alone like once in his life. Uh-huh. And so we have the nest cameras and the nest camera alerted me today and said, there's talking at the front door. Why is there talking like there's no one home? Why is it? Yeah. I open up the Nest app and I look at the alert and it's uh, it's Fig and he's just howling. He's howling. Wow. Um, and uh, it's on it's on my Facebook if you want to see it. I did see um, it. It's 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 hilarious. I've never seen a, a labradoodle howl like he's a like a yeah. basset hound is what he like throws his head back and howls. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was a pretty cute video. I, I liked it. It's been a fucking week, man. So are you working tomorrow too? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. My day fell apart, but there's just enough. I'm going to go in. Just solo. enough to get you in. Yeah. You, do you want to go in and do a uh, free crown for a prosthodontist daughter? Cause that's what I'm going to do tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, no, that's not an idea of a, I'll tell that story in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Not sure. I do have a good time. Nor mine. No. Lance, this is an advice show. Lately. We answer your questions. <laughs> it is tonight, too. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. And we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Fuck no. I haven't checked the Gmail account in like a few weeks. Have you? Uh, it's, it's been a little while. I got a new phone. And so, um, new phone. Who did that? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't want a bunch of boring questions. Like what's the best Thanksgiving dish? Because we all know that canned cranberry sauce is the best dish of all time. We have the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I would almost guarantee you that Gordon Christensen loves that. Like canned cranberry sauce that like you slice the, you know, yeah. it's like, like a loaf of, of cranberry sauce that you slice and it's like around. Yeah. It probably just reminds them of green jello with a uh, carrot shred- shredded in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he might actually, Rella may make that on Thanksgiving actually. We should find out. <laughs> Question one, Reddit user runaway now free asks dentistry was the worst mistake of my life. Hey everyone. I'm about to get a lot of hate but I've got to get it off my chest and maybe see if I'm not the only one who thinks this dentistry was the worst career choice of my life. I used to love what I did. Unfortunately, I've had to work uh, for a lot of mean and dishonest people. Don't get me wrong. Some of the nicest people I've ever met have been dentists, but after 20 plus years, I've come to the conclusion that those true honest people aren't the majority. It's not worth it to me anymore. I wish I could post what all I've seen done and what all has been said, but that would be opening up a can of worms. No benefits. Several don't want to give honest pay for honest work. I'm sick of it. I feel like the soul has been sucked out of me. I'm praying I'll find something else, just not dentistry. It's all, it's not at all what I thought it was because of so many bad apples in the barrel. And it pains me to say that to those of you who are honest, treat your staff. Well, I thank you. And wish the best for you. I just can't do this anymore. A true Thanksgiving uh, post. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is uh, that's some deep that's some deep stuff, and that's some shots fired. Uh, yeah, yeah. I here's the thing. Okay, Joe. I still does he say that? He says, here's the, yeah, he does. It, it's something like that. Yeah. Okay. I still really haven't heard the man speak all that much. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think she's all that wrong. I'm assuming it's a woman. I, yeah. There's nothing that indicates gender here. I'm assuming it's a woman. There, there's a lot of truth. There is a lot of truth in it's it. It's a lot of truth. However, it it's I get well. It, it seems to me that they haven't explored all aspects of the career. Maybe not. But here, think about this. Think about all of the of the dentists that we see on social media. Uh huh. Does this surprise you at all? No, there is a lot that I see. There's a ton of fucking maniacs out there. Uh huh. And it's like I could totally see just in a no. It, I mean, I. You know, what percentage of the people that are practicing are the people that we interact with on these stupid fucking groups and on on dental Instagram and dental Facebook? Like, I get it. It's not a representative sample, but it just seems like such a huge percentage of those people that we interact with on a regular basis. Fucking awful people. Yeah, there are quite a few. I've been having a good time lately um, blocking people. uh, Yeah, unfollowing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I gotta say, it's it's a lot nicer. I don't want it to be an echo chamber. I like people to challenge my beliefs and my uh, you know my p- perspective. But at the same time, there are some people that I just think are flat out evil pieces of shit. There's there's a dentist, and some of our listeners know who this is. I don't I don't want to name blast him. Okay, he practices in um a, a midwestern a flyover state. Fly. I was going to say, that's what I wanted to say, but then I didn't want other people who we know in that state to get, to get all, to get bent out of shape. I think they all agree. What like a Midwestern state. Uh-huh. It's like, it has a direction in it, in the state. Like the first word of it is a direction. Yeah. yeah. It's probably not a place that like you're, you may never, chances are you'll never go there. You went there this summer. Yeah. Yeah. But for there no are, reason. <laughs> well, I just, a, just to drive. You just wanted a road trip. That's where you went. Yeah. I, I wanted to look at something I'd never seen before. And I so, did. And then I left. This dentist is in the, what I don't know, 150th biggest market in the country, 200th biggest market in the yeah. country. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not like he's not in Midtown Manhattan. No. But the amount of psychopathy that is in this yeah. dentist's head mm-hmm. is unrivaled. I mean, the, the, the today it was pictures of himself without his fucking shirt on for no reason. Yeah, I was a little taken aback. And this is after like blasting um, former girlfriends, blasting ex-wives. Like he, it's it's a long series of of horrible things that just make you think like there's no other way than this guy is a total utter psychopath and sociopath. Uh huh. To the point at which people have legitimately wondered: Is this man a murderer? Right. Yeah. Like like. Like not, not, not do we wonder if he's capable of murder? It's to the point that we all know he is. <laughs> that's how horrible of a human being he yeah. is. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's sort of the pole polar example of one of them. We've talked about another guy on here uh-huh. countless times who is yeah. a crook and a shyster and a really skeevy dude. Oh, and by the way, like, is the biggest like social media, you know, maven of all time, you know, like just yeah. it, it, if he's giving away some dentistry, like, Unilad or someone there is they're filming it. Right. For sure. Uh-huh. You know, that's just like, that's how, how it goes down. The guy's a real, a real, a real, um, the guy's evil. Right. Uh-huh. Just, and, and it's like, so we have those two guys that are like pull on one pole. Right. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's the percent of people that we run into who are obviously not anywhere near that, but just are deluded, right? Uh Just every day, like with the, like uh, uh, ego, um, Mm -hmm. like rampant ego problems. Um, and, and and I think underlying a lot of other mental illnesses, right? I mean, it it just, it's, it just seems like it's, Rampant. Now, again, small sample size, like, uh-huh. you know, m- like maybe this isn't a true sample. Um, but I'm just, man, the more time I spend around a lot of dentists, mm-hmm. the more I think that like, that's, I think that's kind of how it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, like, I, do you sort of agree that there's, that this is just sort of an issue? 
for our industry. Yeah, and and I don't really know what the solution really would be. It's it seems to be too pervasive to try to. I would say it. the solution's therapy, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that that could fly over state shirtless guy needs a fuck a load of a lot more than therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so therapy's like. There's a lot of this that I'm not 100% sure therapy can fix. Right. But it sounds to me this person's always been an associate. Doesn't like the... Well, I think this is a team member. Oh. I think this is either an assistant or a front desk person. Okay. That would make a little bit more sense. Because I was to say, you know, hey, you hate being an employee, become the owner. But if you are uh, an assistant or a hygienist, then yeah. Yeah. I would be interested to get the perspective, you know, because once you're the business owner, I, I could imagine a lot of the decisions uh, have reasons behind them. And um, like, I remember I had a, a conversation with a staff member God, like 16 years ago. She was feeling undercompensated and un- underappreciated. So I went through a worksheet. We had gone, we had a coach at the time and we worked through all of the things that I was spending money on. It's not just the hourly pay, add in the benefits, add in um, the flexible schedule, all a whole bunch of different things. Um, some of which actually had monetary value and they were actually getting paid way more than they thought because we were, we were considering going to a, a straight commission system. So their, their paycheck is going to fluctuate. It's just same as the practice. And then they realized, uh, some things actually are worth not doing like, so she never did go to the commission system. Um, so I can see where this person after 20 years may never have actually found out why some of the things they disagree with um, are standard. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like the, the no benefits. Some people choose not to have benefits. Well, I, so I don't know if they meant there's... I think what they meant is there's no benefit to opening the can of worms. Okay. I mean, it's a separate paragraph, so I, I assume. And was, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it could be that they're also talking about that there are no benefits, but that's, I mean, that's an industry thing, I think. Yeah. Like, if you want benefits, go work for a DSO. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why that would be. Well, and I've had a few where, you know, several that, want to give honest pay for honest work. I, I have a few assistants that really just felt they should be paid as much as a hygienist and they really brought nothing to the table. So that type of person could easily say, I, I deserve whatever. And the reality is you're not worth that. I I I don't I do think there's some cheap there's some cheap dentists out there. Uh-huh who do want to skip on staff. Um, part of that is twofold. Um, part of that is there's just, there are just cheap dentists. Yeah. We know that by nature. They seem, I'll talk to people and I'll suggest a specific brand of impression material and they want to use for for a specific technique and they want to use their brand or just some cheaper brand. And it doesn't work on them because because they're by nature. Dentists want to save, be frugal. Right. Um, so I'm not saying that they're, that she's or that this person is not um, partially true on this, but I do think there's people that that there, I do think there are dentists that when they find the right employees, they take care of them. Um, yeah, th- the shoe can be put on the other foot here, though, and and I'm I'm not victim blaming here. I don't want that to seem what, like where I'm coming from. Okay, um, but. And I'm not saying like some of the stuff that like that she's talking about dishonesty, um, you know, all of that, all those things that whatever. But there, there are a lot of employees that suck the life out of us, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, show me a dentist who um, is jaded, and you know, show me a dentist who doesn't want to pay for honest work. And I will also show you an employee who made all these promises about things Mm -hmm. to get a certain wage and then didn't deliver on 
any of them. And yeah. in fact, I'll probably, I can probably show you five or 10, uh -huh. you know, that, that, that doesn't, th those things happen over time and it changes a dentist's way that they hire and the way, you know, it just burnt, like you, you're kind of there. You're kind of at that point where you've just sort of lost, you're the same person. Uh -huh. you're, you're exactly her or, or this, whoever's writing this, but uh -huh. the other foot around because you've yeah. been burned so many times by shitty employees. Right. Yeah. And so it, they're, they're like, there's, there's two sides of the same coin. Um, I, I think the reason that there are a lot of people like this in dentistry is because for the most part, it's an industry with pretty little amount of oversight. Yeah. So, you know, this guy in flyover state, um, despite some run-ins <laughs> with a couple <laughs> of boards, uh -huh. um, largely can go unchecked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't kill somebody and no one's, you know, filing paperwork and he writes a check when someone's pissed off and they go away. You can fly under the radar for a long time with that. Um, there's this guy, um, I think his name is David Harris. I could be wrong, but he's like the embezzlement guy. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I forget what his name is. Anyway, yeah. he has all these examples in his lecture of like these people that have been embezzled like tens of thousands of dollars for practices and just like move on to the next practice and like no one presses charges or whatever. And it's just like, get out of here. And never want to see you again, move on and just be someone else's problem. And so it's like, there's all those, there's all those people out there as well. Right. So, mm -hmm. so I, there's, there's psychopaths on both sides of the equation. I don't want it. Like this certainly makes it seem like it's the, the dentists are the problem. And I'm not saying we're not, I'm not saying we're not, but also there are shitty employees that may take somebody who was a good good person and jade them so much that they just don't see the world that way anymore. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I had this, this young lady who like, uh, she was a high school student. She went to the same high school I went to. And okay. so they have this program as a magnet in high school. So they have a dental lab class and there's a program where they, they could get class credit by basically like coming to a, a dental office and they had to like get their RDA um, and they would, you know, like it scrub instruments and turnover rooms and stuff like that from like uh -huh. two until five, two until five on like two or three days a week. And so Devin worked for me doing that kind of stuff, like just scrubbing instruments, turning over rooms, that stuff. Um, and like, I didn't really have to pay her. It was like, they wanted you to pay her like half of minimum wage or something like that. You couldn't pay more than that because it was a state thing or something like that. If you paid her more than that, then they couldn't get credit for it. Um, so paid her a little bit, whatever. She moved to a, a town in Texas that has a, a, a large university, like the second largest university in Texas. Mm -hmm. And there happens to be a pretty well-known dentist that practices there. Um, and his wife um, is a well-known like speaking consultant. Like she speaks a lot about consulting and office managing and like ADOM stuff and all that. So I, you know, uh, recommended that she apply there. And they actually called me to see, and I was like, yeah, you know, she was cool. This is, this is exactly what she did for me. She like scrubbed rooms and like, I never worked chair side with her, whatever. I like told, it was a very honest appraisal of Devin. Devin calls me like three weeks later, just like crying mm -hmm. because he like the, the husband won't stop sexually harassing her. They're like not paying people on time because they say they're going out of business they're screaming at everybody all the time. Like she bends over to pick something up and he's talking about her ass. Like it's just a fucking shit show. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, these people are out like lecturing about how great their practice is. And I'm like, it's not like that. And she's like, no, they're like, they don't make payroll like once a month. Yeah. Like what, what, then why are you out there fucking talking? Right. Like, why are you out there lecturing on this? Like what's, what is it about dentistry that draws these people that have to fucking pretend like you're they're like these superstars, an awesome business owner, but yet you don't own your own business. Yes. Or what is it? You're, you're a fucking, uh, CEO of a dental management organization. <laughs> uh, -huh. <laughs> uh, 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 office of one. <laughs> And the pictures of, of the office online are just some fucking architect's drawings. Yeah. Like it's just all fake. Like, Artist what rendering. is it about dentistry that draws people to that? Or what is it about uh, dentistry that draws the people that want to do that kind of shit? What is it about it that draws is them it, in? Is it unique to dentistry, though? I mean, or maybe the I, M MDs I have their own podcast. I, but I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like fucking pharmacists have that problem. I I doubt it because there's like I you know you work with other pharmacists and if someone's 
horrible than like, I, I don't, there's just, there's like no oversight for this. And I've, I've said it time and time again, like this is the problem with the stage uh-huh. partially. Like I'm diverting this into speaking a little bit okay. is that you can get up that fucking stage and say anything you want. Uh-huh. You can talk about how many full math rehabs you do and that, but like no one is going to come to your office to see about any of that stuff. Right. And so like, I know, I know personally, and I'm not going to tell, I don't want to like spill beans on how I know these things, but I know that there are people that talk about the patients that they see in these cases that they, they did or whatever. And the cases that they're showing are 15 years old because they haven't seen a patient in 15 years. Uh-huh. But they talk to the audience like they are in clinical practice on Monday morning, just like just like uh-huh. the audience is. And it's fucking not true. And no one calls these people out. There's no one to call these people out. There's no oversight on any of this. Yeah. So this just just runs rampant. Like this psychopathy, this this um this like blatant need by people to make to make others around them feel mm-hmm. like they are this superior intellectual resource on business or clinical dentistry or CAD cam or Mm. digital or whatever the fuck it is. Meanwhile, they don't know anything. They don't own their practice. You know, Mm. they don't actually do any fucking dentistry. The numbers that they say on their fucking group is fake. None of it's real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. And this, this fucking industry breeds it, man. And I don't understand. I do not understand how you go from being a sophomore in the fixed pros laboratory, figuring out how to cut a crown for the first time, how you go all the way from that to pizza man and shirtless flyover state. I don't know how you go. What, what mental breakdowns do you have to have along the way to get from that point to that point? And why is it happening in our industry, man? Yeah. I wish I had the answer. I, 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 it's, this is how we become the cynical old men telling people to get off our porch. Yeah. And, no, uh, well, I, and like, I feel sorry for this person because it's obvious that like they were in an office or offices most likely that were real shitty and it was just mm-hmm. bad fucking luck, man. Cause there are some good ones, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it, and they just ended up not at those places. And it's, it would suck even worse. This person might be from like a, a small town in a flyover state. There's only a couple offices to even choose from. Because you could, the easy response is go find a different office. There, There's plenty in a metropolitan area that what there's 3,000 offices to choose from. But if you're in a town remotely, uh, a remote town with one to two offices, yeah, that she might be stuck. I don't know. Um, I, I have a feeling that if you got this person with the right dentist and the right boss, mm-hmm. it could, it could rekindle them. Now I'm not saying like I'm that person cause yeah. I'm not, I'm not a perfect boss. Like I know I seem like an extrovert and I'm an extrovert on here and I'm an extrovert on stage, Uh but there's a lot of my fucking day where I just want to like hide in my office, man. And just like write something, you know, or do your work on some other project or something like I hear that. I, I I do not like if I, part of the reason I like to get to the office first Mm -hmm. is because then I can go back to my office and I don't have to say good morning to people. Yeah. Because it just, I just don't like it. I just, I don't like saying good morning. Like, I, it, I don't know what it is. I just like, I just want to go in and work. You know, yeah. I don't, I'm not here, like no offense to the people that work for me, but we're not hanging out, man. Like, I, I don't like, I, we're yeah. not, I'm not going to like go to the yeah. fucking movies with you, you know, like it's just not happening. Um, yeah. I tried that years ago. I tried to be really close friends and, and they say, you know, we're all treated like family. And I tried that and it became very difficult for to ever go back to being the boss because suddenly the veil of the, the friendship, you just get veil, burned, you know, you just get burned. Yeah. They start taking advantage of you. That's where you get that fraud busters, Facebook group, William Hills yeah. that uh, talks about um, 
just all the different ways of getting taken advantage of. Now, one thing that person might consider doing, they're, they're in a dental office. Have they tried going to especially like work for a periodontist? Maybe that's the answer. We know how you feel about periodontists. We do. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, right. So, you know, when you think about it, um, I, there's a periodontist here in San Antonio that's, that's a fucking shyster, man. He's a crook. Okay. Um, but it seems like in specialties, mm-hmm. those are fewer and further between than they are in the GP world. I, I think so. I th- well, I mean, obviously there's less specialists, so there's going to be less yeah. geysters, right? Yeah, and, but they're, uh, they're dependent on the referrals, so they got to be at least to their referring offices. Yeah, this, if, this periodontist here in town, though, he, he markets to the public. Yeah. So, you know, you hear all these crazy stories about, about shit that he's done mm-hmm. um, and seems to be doing just fine. <laughs> and, you know, so I, that being said... I, I think there's probably less of it in a specialty world, probably for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, board certification may have something to do with it. You know, when you're required yeah. to board, um, yeah. you know, that, that probably changes something. I, I just, I, I feel for this person when you say that where dentistry was the worst mistake of my life. Like that is mm-hmm. very cutting to me mm-hmm. because that's, um, this person was hurt by multiple people over that 20 years. And that's very sad to me. And um, I'm not saying that doesn't happen in other industries. Um, I just see a lot more of that fake ass Mm -hmm. garbage. Um, I I see a lot more sociopaths. Um, I see a lot more psychopaths (laughs) in our field Mm -hmm. and it, it hurts me. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like I'm an, mm-hmm. I'm an asshole, you know? Yeah, it goes without uh, saying that I am. <laughs> so. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, someone had to and I'll, I'll uh, I'm fine. I'll be I, I just feel like it just makes me want to like give this, this person, you know, the names of like, just tell me where you live and uh-huh. I'll tell you somebody, you know, who you can go work for. And again, I say that like, I told Devin to go work for these other people. And the next thing I know, she's calling me crying because homeboy won't stop talking about her ass. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm not saying I have like the perfect, um, yeah. I'm not saying I have the perfect like radar for this. But, but. at the same time, I mean, how is her ass? <laughs> Can't comment on that. Lance. <laughs> I, I honestly will tell you, I never noticed. Okay. All right. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at post history and I don't want to get into it. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. It's not bad. It's certainly uh-huh. not bad. There's just a lot of personal stuff oh. that I don't think warrants our discussion. Okay. That's fair. So don't go like I, I think I like let, let's bleep the name. Okay. Um just because it's like personal medical stuff. And I, I don't okay. I don't feel the need. To okay, noted. To blast any of this stuff. Nothing. I mean, it's all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Question two. This one be pretty fast. Okay. Uh, Reddit user uh, Billy Bob asks: During my onlay, they dropped it in my mouth, and they checked, and then they checked the fit. I can't stop thinking about the germs that got on the inside of my tooth and onlay. Can someone reassure me that my tooth isn't going to rot under my onlay and tell me if I should do something? <laughs> well, actually it kind of brings up a, a, a thread in one of the other Facebook, the clinical hacks group. Um, talk about just crown seat protocol. And yeah, if you don't same same things apply here for anything. Yeah. Well, because and, and to be honest, it depends on where you went because uh, Clint has stories of these places he's worked at where they're just sloppy. You know, they there is a pool of blood and saliva that they're cementing it. And, um, you know, is we're it sloppy or well, OK, that is sloppy. That uh-huh. is sloppy, but not necessarily following like. All right. So they're saying it's an onlay. Mm hmm. I'm assuming that that is lithium disilicate, right? Sure. 
if you're just going by sheer numbers, probably lithium bisilicate. So there's a difference between sloppy, which is what you're talking about, like pools of blood and saliva. Obviously, Uh that's sloppy. There's a difference between sloppy and lazy and then just not fully understanding what the protocols are of bonding in lithium disilicate, which I I will be the first to tell you is confusing and shit changes. And so I I get it that, that not everyone may be on that. Um, and, and, and not everyone. So, and, I mean, and we, there, I've worked at offices where the, we were bond, they got things ready to, to bond in and they didn't have their things out. Like they didn't even understand the, you know, clean intaglio and yeah. You know, so maybe we should talk about that. Like let's, I know we're not clinical, we're not right. a clinical show, mm-hmm. but let's like run through like, so you're delivering a Emacs on lay on number 14. Uh huh. Get like, give me your protocol. You've tried it in and now what? So then what I do is. I rinse the tooth, make sure it's clean. I'm going to disinfect it. I'll throw some superoxal in there and make sure the the, the prep is ready. Um, now the the restoration itself, I put Ivo Clean in there to make sure it's clean. My my lab will have pre etched it. They already have. You can look yeah. at when you're blowing air. Most yeah, most labs will have etched uh-huh. lithium disilicate. Before it goes to you. Yeah. And I say most, I would say 99%. Yeah, it, it's pretty standard. So, yeah. but when you're trying it in, you you get some... Yeah, you get salivary phosphates on it. Yeah. So, uh, you get the IvoClean, you clean it out, you silenate IvoClean, it. Yeah, IvoClean grabs those salivary phosphates mm-hmm. and rinses them away. You scrub it in for about 20 seconds. Uh-huh. It's cheap and easy. Um, it's only to be used on the, the lithium disilicates, not to be used in the mouth. Yeah. Um, and it's... Um, that's a pretty easy step and that will return it to the pristine etched state that it was before you put it in someone's mouth, which is what you want. Now, unless you're narrating this to the patient, they're not going to know that it's no, right. I would never tell the patient I'm putting on Ivoclean. Uh Right. right, Exactly. So after you do Ivoclean, what's your next step? Uh, silane. And, uh, and then I put, uh, the, now are you using like silane, silane? Monobond Plus. Okay, yeah. So I'll use a Monobond Plus. Um, Monobond Plus uh, is a uh, is a uh, ceramic primer for uh, glass ceramics, like lithium disilicate. It also has a zirconia primer in it, so you can use it for both. Mm-hmm. Same thing with IvoClean. You can use IvoClean on both. It, it removes salivary phosphates on both lithium disilicate and zirconia restoration. So um, you can have the same protocol for, for both those up to that point. Yeah. So you scrub in your monobond, let that sit for about a minute or so while mm-hmm. you're doing it, while you're getting everything else ready, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whatever whatever resin cement you're using, primer and all that stuff, yeah. on the tooth cement in the dried onlay, clean it and cure it. Yeah, yeah. So as long as that office did that, they're fine. Yeah, I and I don't know what the numbers are of of people who know how to handle. Mm-hmm that correctly. Um, I'm just curious, like this is a really weird thought process for the patient. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wonder how they got there. I mean, I'm assuming it's just hypochondria, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. That's my first thought. Yeah. I'm just, I wouldn't even know how to handle this because I would never tell the patient like, oh, I dropped it in your mouth and now I'm going to clean it out. Yeah. I. It, it goes to show that patients are watching us and curious. and, and Some are. Yeah. Some, and some I, I finished prepping a quadrant of crowns and they're like, now what'd you do again? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Like, there's that. I, you've been here for three hours. It's like prepped, impressed or prepped, uh-huh. scanned and temporized. And taking all my photos and all that, like, what do you think we've been doing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. like, so there's some that are just so tuned out that they don't, they just don't even know what fucking day it is. Yeah. Um, I- I'm and then sure you've got people like this who are hawks. I'm sure I had the same experience and had a patient that was just like this and they never voiced their concern. And I never, I don't describe my protocol to anybody. I'm just going to bore the hell out of them. So, um, if they ask me, then I could absolutely answer their question. In that Reddit post, were there responses that calm, talked them off the ledge? Well, I, so we talk about this a lot, where it, it, even if it's like, can I give oral sex after I had my wisdom teeth out? Like, uh-huh. ask the fucking person who got paid for this procedure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's part of why they got paid for it. None of us got paid for this procedure. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking us? Like ask the person that did it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's always my thought when we come here. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs everything from a two word response. You're fine. <laughs> um, to then like getting into salivary stuff and how, mm-hmm. um, I mean, long explanations about, um, the buffering capacity of saliva and that it's not just this <laughs> wow. milieu of, of nothing but plat or nothing but bacteria. Like there are good so bacteria. Cliff Clavin is on Reddit. Yeah, basically. And it's, so it's like, all right, like, mm-hmm. cool. Let's like turn into fucking John Burgess here. Um, I just, I, th- this thought of just like running to Reddit to do it instead of like talking to the, to the, to the dentist that, that I, I had it today. I got a, 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 a message on Facebook messenger from like, someone's like a friend, like sort of like, I haven't talked to him in nine years. Uh-huh. And of course like, Hey, how's it going? And I just, I fucking know, you know, I know mm-hmm. what it, it's going to be one of two things. They're trying to sell me something uh-huh. or they went to a dentist and have a question. It's like, oh, I went to a dentist and I get this treatment plan. What do you think? Whatever. And it's like, I look at the treatment plan and it's like for somebody who's like six miles from my office. Mm. Wow. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> why? Like, <laughs> why do you think of me only after you paid somebody else to do this? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that, that, that kind of stuff um, irks me. Um, it's obviously not going to cause e- even, even if they didn't, even if they just took the onlay and they just rinsed it off, mm-hmm. but they did everything else. They used a nice resin cement and, and isolated it. Okay. I still think they're going to be fine. Yeah. That, that was the other thing. Clint and I will talk about going shit. A lot of shitty dentistry still works. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just goes to show you like if you have all the other stuff, right you could probably loot these, a lot of these things in and they'd probably be fine. You mm-hmm. know, if it's isolated, yeah. if you haven't over desiccated the tooth, if you, if the tooth's not wet, if there's not blood and spit on it, like uh-huh. relax looting will probably hold this thing on just fine for seven years, you know, or eight years. And yeah, maybe you have to relute it or something like that, you know, but like if your preparation has good retention resistance forms and you do the fundamentals, well, probably mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You could, probably throw fucking bird shit in there you know and it probably would be fine you know yeah um but it's like it's all right well what are the chances that the fundamentals were done well because it's just it just it's it's i get i i get this way a lot about about all kinds of stuff where we go to this really super fancy ce mm-hmm. it's like really like why why don't we do more ce on just like the fundamentals of isolation the fundamentals of how to bond yeah composite so if you can bond an occlusal composite in, then you can bond a class two in. If you can bond a class two in, then you can bond an onlay in. Mm-hmm. If you can bond an onlay in, you can probably bond a crown in. Like, you know, like those principles carry over to everything else that we do. Mm-hmm. But like all we want to go here, and no offense, like I love the guy, but all we want to go here is like fucking Justin Moody popping up sinuses, you know, and doing full arches. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. But maybe like, on Monday morning, when you go back to your office, you're going to be doing that DO on number three. Like maybe learn how to do the fucking DO. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot of CE out there teaching people to do things that they're never going to they have no business doing none yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from their Reddit post history. This is interesting in this, in the subreddit of ask Reddit, if you cook your feces, would it be safe to eat? And what would the nutritional value be? Oh my fucking hell. Jesus Christ. That is a... Hemophiliac. Wow. Interesting. I never um, thought... I, I'm not even curious. <laughs> do you remember when we talked about like what was the best Thanksgiving Day uh, dish? Uh-huh. You, I don't... You I, think it's this? I have my doubts. <laughs> um, Prove me wrong. <laughs> In the subreddit of H3H3 Productions. Okay. I have no idea what this is. H3H3 Productions is home for all your goofing and gaffing needs. We've got all the chub and tuck you could ever want. Uh, that this subreddit like- has 455,000 members. Sounds like a bad weekend in Tijuana. 
I don't know what this is. Wow. Um, I don't know what this is, um, but it says Zach stuff. Yeah, Zach has made me uncomfortable, and the encouragement feels inflammatory for other guys to joke this way. I get that it's joking, but it's also not. What I don't, I, I I'm lost. Huh? I'm lost. Yeah, you might want to clear your web history right after that one. Um, oh, this is cool. The subreddit of sex, sensing a new partner's insecurity and not sure how to help the dynamic. I, female, just met something male. We've hung out twice, had sex five times. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. Where the fuck? Where was this when I was in college? Oh, God. Okay. This more like hung out 70 times and touched my leg once. That's that's the fucking story of my life. Yeah. The foreplay and chemistry is amazing. I've never felt so freely and willingly giving sexually to someone. I've already kind of fallen for him. I finished twice of the five times and I sense he is feeling a lot of shame about not lasting longer. Uh, But I'm absolutely loving it regardless. Last night I was worried he was going to leave. He felt so distanced afterwards. I'm not really sure what to do or say to show him it's okay. And that I'm for the first time enjoying sex and sex, not just the orgasm. And it turns me on that I'm caught that (laughs) That I'm making him come. In fact, I've kind of been enjoying feeling made love to so much. I'm not racing to come myself. I just don't want him to pull away from me if I have any influence. Just don't shit in his eye and make, give a pink eye. Hung out twice, had sex five times. It's a great ratio. Yeah, that sounds a that's a winner. Jesus. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just cook him a shit sandwich. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Lance. I think that's going to about do it. For I me. think it should. Yeah. Share this with your friends. If you got any friends who you've hung out with a couple times, but boned down with <laughs> five times, tell them about the show. And one of the many, what I would presume would be hanging out during refractory periods, (laughs) because if you've had sex or if you've hung out twice, but had sex five times, that means there's some refractory hanging out that's Uh going on in between that. And the refractory hangouts, a weird deal for someone that you just met. (laughs) Yeah. Like what do you, what conversation topics come up during refractory when you've known somebody for 15 minutes? Like that's odd. Like, Hey, so you come here often? Like I, I just weird. Very weird. Um, <laughs> let him know about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new listener at a time. Uh, hit us up with a rating. What's your favorite number, Lance? Big fan of five. I love the number five as well. Um, that is the number of the newest Seattle Kraken superstar, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, they just announced he'll be coming out of retirement to play for the Seattle Kraken. Can't wait. Um, he's only, I don't know, what, 65 years old? Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he came out of retirement, he wore 99. But you can't yeah. give us 99 stars. So that's, that's true. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, social uh, bullshits. Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for dentists and dental team members. Twitter at Winterferences. Instagram at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at DMD. I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. Um, is it my turn for a song or yours? It is yours. Um, I went looking for um, songs about Thanksgiving, and all I can find is Adam Sandler's Adam Thanksgiving Adam. song, which yeah. I'm pretty sure we did last year. So I'm not going to do that again. Um, because quite frankly, it's not like even in the top 10 of, of his best songs. Right. And he has like 12 songs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not exactly like his his shining work. Um, but I did find a song by a band called The Shins. Are you familiar with The love, Shins? Oh, God. Love The Shins. Okay. Yeah. The song is called Young Pilgrims. Okay. I feel like that's appropriate, right? It's yeah, close enough. I, like it's good and it's not absolutely. like... A, a, a like a horrible thing. Thanksgiving just gets a dick, man. It really does. Like Christmas decorations are already up. Uh-huh. There is no, there's no real like, like Thanksgiving decoration. Everyone is just like fucking get through Thanksgiving so that we can get to Christmas. That's like really kind of where everyone's at. 
Um, and I feel sad for Thanksgiving because it actually is my favorite holiday. Mm. It's a, for eating and football. Like it's fucking amazing. Like, why are we just like burying the lead and blasting past it? Like trying to get from, it's really, it's Halloween than Christmas. Like that's sort of the way it goes. I want like inflatable turkeys in the yard. I want <laughs> um, inflatable pilgrims. I want like pilgrim LED light displays with Mayflowers and shit. Like I, we need to give Thanksgiving the the yeah. uh, respect it deserves. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. All right. Uh, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Waston. Stay fresh, turkey bags. A cold and wet November dawn And there are no barking sparrows Just emptiness to dwell upon I fell into a winter slide And ended up the kind of kid who goes down shoots too narrow Just sticking out my measly pie But I learned fast how to Keep my head up cause I know there is this side of me that Wants to grab the yoke from the pilot and just Fly the whole mess into the sea Another slow train to the coast Some brand new glory art from way on high I sink and then I swim all night the ice melt on the glass While the eloquent young pilgrims pass And leave behind the trail Imploring us all not to fail Of course I was raised to Gather courage from those Lofty tales so tried and true But if you're able I'd suggest it Cause this modern thought can get the best of you this rather simple epitaph can save your hide, your fallen mind. Fate isn't what we're up against. There's no design, no flaws to find. There's no design, no flaws to find. Know I got this side of me that Wants to grab the yoke from the pilot And just fly the whole mess into the sea 